black guy. Hello and welcome to Northern Ireland's most underrated, underappreciated podcast, the Sly Guy podcast, with me, your friend, and theirs, Dave Elliott. The very hungover Dave Elliott. How are we doing, people? Hope we are well, because I, for one, am certainly not. I am feeling H to the U to the N to the G to the over. And that's not a good feeling. Let's just point that out. I'm far too old for this shit. The quote, um, whatever the hell Danny Glover's character is called, Lethal Weapon, too old for this shit, for sure. And I mean by too old, I, I, I just think God is... Be- Forget me, being a sly guy, God is a sly guy. He's mugged me off here because I didn't drink anywhere near enough to deserve this level of hang. I had about five pints and a brandy. And now, at whatever, let me see time it is, who knows, I can't see. It's quarter past nine on a Sunday morning. I'm not feeling sweet. I should be buzzing because I've got an overnight babysitter, so the child's away. I should be in my bed. No, I'm up recording this podcast, feeling terrible, trying to drink a coffee. Had a wee bit of toast there. I'm still vulnerable in my own body. And that's part of my own fault, you know. For I, I need to realise that as soon as you hit the ripe old age of 30, your body just can't do shit anymore. Um, when I was 18, I used to be, you know, as a younger man, wild. I, like if I were going for a night out, I'm talking I was drinking maybe four, five, six, maybe seven or eight, you know, ten glasses before I started pre-drinking. You know, that was kind of the level I could do. You know, seven bottles of Buckfast, you know what I mean? That was what it was at. I would drink a litre of Goldschlager. Um, you know, just really, you know, being a partier. Like, and why do I think now, at 33, I can still do that kind of shit? Obviously, maybe not to the same extent. But, I mean, why do I think I can drink five or six pints and a, and a short? I don't know. You're probably listening there going, oh, man, what a fucking loser. Listen, you wouldn't make fun of a war veteran now, would you? No. You wouldn't look at them and go, look at you. You wouldn't look at that um, old guy, Sir Tom, that walked loads in his garden, you know, for, for coronavirus. You wouldn't look at him and go, oh, you're weak now. Now you look at him and go... Respect for your achievements, bro. In in your day, you would have been, you know, you would have been a bit of a a bit of a weapon, you know. Whereas now you're a decrepit old dude. Fair play to you for even being able to walk the length of yourself. I deserve that same respect. All right, that's what I'm saying. You need to look at people that are war veterans, people that are heroes, and you look at me and you need to speak with with me in the same breath. You need to be putting me in the same breath. With those sort of heroes that you, that people revere throughout history, because I'm an old man, but I'm still trying to go with the kids. I, I, in terms of keep up with them, not go with them, because um, there's a lot of comedians trying to do that, and it wouldn't be an ideal situation if I added myself to that. But anyway, a lot of people say nowadays that whenever you drink, you know, was it worth it? And I mean, I had a nice night. It was good fun. I caught up with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Went out for a nice meal. And then went for some drinks in the Boneyard in Belfast, which, by the way, very good venue, would recommend. And hopefully there's going to be some comedy going on in the Boneyard soon. I'm very excited about that. I, uh, I'm working hard with the guys to try to get the comedy club back up and running again. So we're trying to figure out some things. And hopefully by the next Sly Guy podcast there will be an announcement. There will definitely be an announcement on the next uh, Patreon podcast, which if you haven't subscribed to already, why not? Like, Do you like this podcast? Do you think it's a fun time? 
Do you want to hear me be even more sly and bitchy? Fire on across the Patreon. Um, sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott, it's called, because um, people have tried to sign up the Patreon before and type my name in and it's not come up and therefore they haven't signed up. So it's the Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. You'll type in my name or the podcast and you'll find it. And every Wednesday in your little ear- earlobes, there'll be an aura podcast. But... Yeah, it was it was fun. It was nice to see see my friends. Now I'm going to sound bitter here, but it's not the case. I had a nice time, but I also have a nice time whenever I am per se sitting in my living room watching Selling Sunset. You know that's also a nice time for me. So now with hindsight, I'm looking back at it, going, although it was a nice time, it's good to get out of the house. I wish I didn't have this hangover. You know, I could have just sat in, drank a cup of tea, watched Selling Sunset. Mm-mm and not be feeling like I've been fucked in the head by a devil goat. You know, that's how I feel, and it's not ideal. And my wife is up now, she's moving around, which for her, in her pregnant state, it's early, you know, so there obviously is some trouble afoot. And by trouble afoot, I mean she's going to go and get the child, which, with all the love in the world, don't need her right now. You know, don't need her. Could do with her just staying with her nanny until maybe... In and around 7 o'clock, aka bedtime, that would do me a very good solid. But no doubt when I finish recording this, I will have activities I need to do, I'll have chores to do. And all the while, my head will just be feeling like it's in a vice. And it's not a good feeling. You know, it's not a nice time to be me. But, you know... Before any fucking smart ass to say I did it to myself, fuck you, right? Fuck you all. And if anyone gets at me on social media about complaining about a hangover, I'll phone the police. I will report you to the police. You know I'm that kind of guy. I don't give a fuck about what people think is respectful or not. If you step on my toes, I'll report you to the police, all right? And I expect you to end up in prison. Because that's fair. Sort of abuse you little punks give me online sometimes. You deserve to be locked up. And the key, thrown away, no, it needs to be eaten by a reptile. So the only way to get it back is you have to eviscerate a Komodo dragon. I nearly said a kimono dragon. Um, But that would have been somebody It's just pretty sassy wearing Asian bedwear. So I don't think that would be entirely the same thing. But... I'll try to pull through, alright? I'll try to pull through for you guys because I know you love this podcast. Those of you who listen every week, the loyal listeners, those on the Patreon, the Sly Hards, you are, you know, you are special people and I love you. You know, I've I found recently people are starting to dip their toe in the Sly Guy water. We're getting some new listeners and people are enjoying it. So to the new listeners, I just want to say, hey, welcome to the ride. Um, I'll try to stop complaining, but I won't because this is what I'm all about. I'm a sassy little monkey. You know, I'll complain. I will be bitter, but I I am me. As the that song goes with the woman that looks a lot like me. Um, this is me. I don't know the lyrics because I hate that song, but I know that the essence behind it is just fucking you do you boo. All right, that's what they're trying to say, baby. Be yourself. That's what I'm trying to be. I just had my full of coffee. I'm burnt. My tongue, haha, <laughs> it sucks to be me today. But um, other than that, you know, I've had a, I've had an interesting week. You know, I feel like um, last week's podcast was very, you know, um, 
I didn't get up to a wild lot, you know, whereas this week I've had a few interesting um, moments. And by interesting moments, I mean it happened entirely on Friday. Friday was a weird day in the life of David Elliott. It was very peculiar. Um, what had happened um, was, in fact, I'm a liar. Thursday and Friday, shit, two days, it's the Twilight Zone. On Thursday, I'll start off at the top. I was working from home, my own business, sitting in my dining room, just getting, you know, just just chasing that paper. You know what I'm saying, bitches and hoes? Chasing that paper, being a gangster, being an original G, get money, get bitches, more money, more problems. Oh, shit, my life's terrible. And as I'm sitting here, I know I see a couple of dudes out of the window um, wearing, like, workman gear, and there's, it's all red, so they look a wee bit like postmen. So I was like, oh, no, the package is being delivered for the big man. What? Who knows what he's ordered? Because I'll go on Amazon, I'll order stuff, and during the pandemic, sometimes you order stuff all the way from China, and it takes maybe two months to get there, so you don't even know what it is you've ordered. So you could just be sitting waiting here, and then you get a pair of uh, unique boxer shorts that are just made out of pure silk, and they just have Japanese writing on it. Now, why is there... Um, a pair of pants coming from China with Japanese writing on it. Who knows? I don't make the rules. But I'm expecting this and I see this guy's knock the door. I go to the door, open it. It's this fella and he just goes, Oh, we um we we cleaned your gutters and fascia and downspouts last year. And I went, Here's the thing, bro, you didn't. And he goes, Oh yeah, um maybe it was the year before. And I went, Right, okay, what's your point? And he goes Oh, yeah, do, do you want us to do your gutters? And I'm thinking to myself, there is a job, I'm telling you now, as an adult man, as a dad guy, there's no job more overlooked than your gutters, all right? And that's a problem. If you don't get your gutters clean, you're asking for trouble, you're asking for damp, you're asking for leaks, you're asking basically for more money down the, down the line. You know, in the long run, in the long grass, long run's the fox, you need to get your gutters cleared. That's my point, okay? And I thought, you know what, yeah, you're here, you've got the gear, Get up and get those gutters done. So I say, yeah, no problem, mate. How much to do the gutters? Now, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, 50 quid tops. You know, the house is, is it's high. You know, there's a bit of height in the house. So you need to, 50 quid's top at the top. So I'm thinking, he goes, aye, 240 quid. And I went, what? He goes, aye, 240 quid. And I said, no, you're all right, mate. You know, not, no. So he went, I'll tell you what, for you, I'll do it for 220. And then I went, no, 200. And I said, if I just keep saying no, will this eventually be free? And I just went, listen. And by this point, I'm annoyed at the guy. I'm like, would you f the fuck away off my doorstep, would you? And I just said, no, you're all right. Bounce. And he goes, uh, and I left. And I think, what a fucking arsehole. So then I go back to work. By five minutes later, same boy comes back. Oh, that was a big bang. It's probably uh Oh, I know what that is. Oh, it's the missus away to get the child. Fuck's sake. So anyway, 10 minutes later, he comes back. I'm like, what's this fucking guy want now? He's going to send me... A and I'm, I've already got my right fist cocked, ready to knock him out. I'm like, fuck, see if you get a fucking away from my door. So he comes around and he goes, Aye, we're doing next door, but um, I need more power to the power washer. Can we use your outside tap? And at this point I'm thinking, this isn't for real. I know for a fact Jeremy Beadle's dead. 
that he's not going to pop out with his wee hand and go, oh no, here's my wife back. What? Oh, what do you want? Car seat. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I took the car seat out to bring our friends last night and now I have to go and put it in. I'll be back in a minute. That was an inconvenience. It was raining. I'm just wearing a nice wee pair of flouncy football shorts, a vest and my... I mean, just they're soft fabric slippers, you know. So they go out in the rain, lift a heavy baby seat, put it in the car, and now I'm back. So what I've done is just facilitated the return of my child, who's going to be a bollocks. She always is a bollocks. Ah. Uh, so anyway, where was it? This jackass comes back the door. Can I use? I'm thinking you're taking the piss, but by this stage I'm so startled that I'm like, you know, it's only the outside tap you need to use. Go ahead. So I say, right, be 10 minutes. Let him round it back. Use the tap. A few other broads start appearing on the back. And I'm like, why, why are these lads at here? I went to look out. Not only had the punk decided to use my tap, but he's using my hose as well. My hose, it's about 90 quid because you've got the whole set. And you don't want to just buy a cheap hose because if you buy a cheap hose that don't last and you end up having to buy a cheap hose every few months. So you got a decent quality hose lock hose with a retractable system, all that shit. And this guy's just yanking it in the neighbour's garden. And after about half an hour, I'm getting really fucking annoyed at this. You know, I'm like, right, I've had enough. These guys are doing my fucking head in here. So the guy comes to the door again for some bloody reason. I don't know why. And he's like, right, look, since I've let you let me use the tab, I'll do your, your gutters for 180. I said, unless you're doing it for 40 quid, you can fuck off. And he goes, I know sweat, I'll do it for 40 quid. And I was like, are you even a real person? Like, what the fuck is this? 240 and he just knocks 200 off because I let him use the tap. Now, albeit, the length of time the fuckers used the tap in the end, they probably got about four or five grand out of me if that's what they're charging in the street. So, when he went, that was grand. So I was like, right, I have no money anymore because there's a coronavirus here. I just use card. I'm contactless. I'm a contactless guy. I get in my car, go to the cash point, get 40 quid for this fucking freak and send him away. So as I go out in the car... There's a ladder just to the left. I'm thinking, right, the broad's going to be up here. I don't know why I'm calling guys broads. It's very new fucking York and me, but I'm going to stick with it. So this broad's up on the ladder, and I'm thinking, he's gotten out the gutters here. He's just going to be up the ladder, scooping it out. Happy days. As I get in the car, I realise he's just dandering about my roof. Now, my house is probably, you know, I'm not sure exactly the height, but we're talking probably 30 feet. You know, it's it's a quarter height. What, what I'm saying is if you fall from the top, you're at least going to end up needing some kind of prolonged medical care, you know, at the very least. Other than that, you're likely to die. So he's not up. There's no safety gear. He's not on a ladder. He's just dandering across my roof, which is steep. You know, I'm thinking, oh, no, this guy, not only is he fucking taking my water, he's going to be climbing around my roof, emptying my gutter. He's going to fall off. So eventually I just went, you know what? If he falls off and Catherine's in the house... That's her problem. If he falls off and I might get money, I don't have to see it. You know, I'm a man who's terrified of heights. I don't like it. I don't like heights. They give me the willies. If I'm up high, my knees get all weak and I have to crawl around on my hands and knees, which is really emasculating for a man, you know, just being on your hands and knees, being a little pussy. Whereas um, if someone else is up high, I get very scared for them. Like if I see someone up high, I get like stomach butterflies and I feel unwell. Like when I'm looking at people 
that are up on a, on, on a big height, I get terrified. Like, whenever we were on the Statue of Liberty in New York, me and my wife, we didn't even get to the top of it because of the weather. We were at the top of, like, the base of it, right? And she was looking over the edge, but I had both my arms around her, like, as if I was going to give her a belly-to-belly, or belly-to-back suplex, should I say, for the wrestling fans. And I just wouldn't let go of her. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I am afraid you're going to fall off. What I'm doing is I'm saving your life have some fucking respect. And she's like, no, there are people around here. The wall is about five feet tall. I can just peer over it. I'm like, listen, you might fall, you might slip. For some reason, you might jump over. Because I, I have this fear that, you know, your mind sometimes does weird shit. I also have this f- thought that, you know, you could. It's the thought that I have. I always think you could. Like, you could do anything. You know, you could do this. And it's always what comes into my head with heights is like, for example, every day whenever I was at the Edinburgh Festival, I had to walk over this big bridge. And every day I walked past it, I went, I could just jump off that. You know, not for a second ever once did I think I would do it. But then I just thought, I could. If I wanted, I could just jump over there and that would be me dead. You know what I mean? I never wanted to, but I just thought I could. And that's what gives me the willies almost with heights. Is like, you could just take a second of stupidity or a second of banter or silliness and do something stupid which could end up with you killing yourself. So I thought, you know, maybe she'll try and be funny and pretend to jump, but being a klutz would just fall and that would be, and then I have to watch it and it would stress me out. So I, you know, I got thinking like that. So I was like, this guy, he could just slip. You know, he could be that. He could just jump, you know. You could just do that. And that, that, that's the thing that I think. is like, if we wanted, you know, there's something in our minds that's, that tells us not to do something. If there's even for a second, like you look at computers, you know, your brain is like the, the most advanced computer in the world. But everything has a little glitch in it sometime. You know what I mean? So you could just be that wee glitch that makes you go wee and jump off. And you don't want to. You'd be flying through the air to your inevitable death thinking, ah, bollocks. Do you know what I mean? And thinks to myself, how many people have done something stupid like in the heat of the moment or as a result of just like a glitch in their mind that they've done something terrible like that or pushed somebody or, you know, and, and that's my thought on heights. It's like, don't be near heights. If you're on heights, if I see someone falling, if I do, I'll just be terrified. Like whenever we were on a rugby tour at school in South Africa, we went to the top of Table Mountain. The teachers were like, right, let's all get a photo sort of towards the edge. Everybody was standing all banter and all, you know, a load of kids thinking this is great crack. I, with the mind of a 40-year-old at the age of 16, crawled my hands and knees from about 20 metres. The slowest crawl so terrified and just lay across the front because I didn't want to put myself at risk because heights are not my thing. So when I, you can imagine me watching this guy just dandering about my roof. Like at one point he, he sort of, sl- he didn't slip, but he went back where his hand had to support him a bit on the, and I just went, right, I'm going to the shop. If he dies, he dies. Not my problem. And if he sprawled across my patio, my wife will ring me before I get home so I can like go for a coffee or something so I don't need to see it and she can deal with it you know what I mean she can have all the post-traumatic stress all the trauma as a result of this weird man just falling off our roof and then probably because he's invited onto our property we're going to have some sort of public liability claim against us you know what I mean so I thought you know what we'll just go if there's no phone call we'll go back so it took me all the five minutes driving to a cash point getting money come back and the guy's done all done. So I'm like, so you wanted to charge me 240 quid to do that and then just shoot a power hose at my fascia? You know, and that's not the way Sean Connery says face. That's actually the front of the house, the fascia, you know, the, the like the little bit of plastic there. And I was like, nah, I'm the fucking guy's robbing people. And the thing is, I have 
my my street's basically full of families or older people. So those these guys would be out just stroking dough off these old folks, who to be fair probably have a bit of dough behind them, but that's not the point. You know, so that was that. And I thought, fair enough, all that for five minutes. Then someone came to the door. In fact, I'm a liar before they actually did the did the gutter. And another fella came to the door with an iPad to get my details. He's like, right, what time can I book you in for? So I said half two, right? And then he goes, right, okay, there'll someone be here before, by half two. Okay, and then the weirdest question, he goes, what's your name? I told him my name. He goes, what's your address? And I just said to him, the one you're fucking at. You know, the street that you've been in all bastard day. You know, this is obviously where we are. Like, I thought, this is a prank. So then he goes, yeah, no worries, half two. So then the guy came to do it, obviously, at five to twelve. Of course he did. Um, so that, that was him on the roof. That's fine. All done. I went, sat back in the dining room, do a bit of work. Another guy hadn't seen, arrives at the door. Here, I'm here to get your money for... And he was like, how much was it? And I said, the gutters. And he goes, front and back, oh, it'd be 60 quid. And I said, mate, you can fuck off. There's 40 and go away from my house, please. So I was grand. So then I went out the back, had to roll my hose up because they're dirty bastards and then closed the side fence. And then I went back into my office. And by office, of course, I'm in my dining room. So I'm in my dining room. I'm working away. I see another one of these dudes just walking down. And he comes down my driveway. Just goes down the side of my house as if to go into my backyard. Like, without any care in the world. No thought of knocking the door. No, just straight down in the back. And then comes to the door, knocks the door, and he goes, your back door's closed. And I was like, yeah, I fucking know it is. Because I'm trying to stop you parasites getting into my fucking backyard, coming and going as willy-nilly, free as you like. And he goes, I need to borrow the hose. And I said, mate, I am going out in 10 minutes. My family and I are going out in 10 minutes. You can have 10 minutes and then you can fuck off. And he goes, oh, cheers, mate. So we're in there. 20 minutes later, it's still going. By this point, I am fucked off. So I said to Catherine, I was like, right, I'm putting clothes on because up to this stage, I was just naked. No, up to this stage, I was just wearing, you know, a pair of shorts and a vest. Mind my own business in my house. It was a warm day. So what I do, I change. I look a bit smarter. I'm not wearing a pair of shorts and a vest to go and confront somebody. So I put my shorts on and I put a t-shirt on. I go around flip-flops, t-shirt, shorts, serious. And I say, mate, we're going out now. Can you, can you right, I'm taking my hose. And he's like, oh, I'll just be another. And I said, no, you will be another no more. I'm taking my hose and I'm going. And he's like, oh, okay. So then he goes, I'll just reel the hose back. So as he's reeling the hose back, I said to him, now, your mate that was just dancing around the roof here, has he done the back gutters now too? And he goes, oh, yeah, he would have just climbed over the roof. But then there's about a 10-foot drop on the, like, the extended kitchen bit that the previous owners had put on. And I said, there's no way he's jumped 10 foot on that. It wouldn't support his weight, surely. He'd fall through the roof. So he goes, oh, I'll just jump up and look. So then this fucking maverick. Bounces on top of a green bin, on the roof, just starts scaling the place looking. And I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, oh, I actually didn't do these back gutters. And I was like, can you do it? And he goes, I'll be another 20 quid. I said, mate, I will fucking go in the house and I will get cutlery. Not a fucking knife. I will get cutlery and I will fucking stab you with forks. If you don't get the fuck off my roof with those gutters empty. So he did it and it took him. Gen- genuinely took him about 30 seconds. No shit. No joke. 30 seconds, and it was done. I was like, even 40 quid was steep. So I got him out and then sent him the fuck away. And I was like, that fucking bastard. And I was not a happy man, let me assure you. I was very, very cross about that. So that's grand. Next day comes. This is Friday now. It's fine. I'm on the radio. We're doing the radio show on BBC Radio Ulster. I'm telling this story 
it's all good fun. Then afterwards, I get a text from my wife and she's just sent me a leaflet. Some other guy has come round with a leaflet offering to clean gutters and fascia. And I'm like starting to get a bit of paranoid here. I'm like, is my fascia terrible? Do I need to do something with this fascia? Do I have a dirty fascia? Like, I don't need a dirty fascia. So I'm getting a bit of a fucking complex about it now. And then I'm also starting to think, oh, these aren't just guys looking to clean gutters. These are guys coming to scout out if I've got any fucking animals. They're going to steal the dog. They're going to feed the dog to bigger dogs. It's going to be terrible. So now I'm like going out to my gate looking for markings and all. And then obviously it would be odd if there was a marking because our dog's passed away. You know, RIP, Mr. Charlie. But still weird so now anytime i'm going to sleep or i'm leaving the house i'm locking all my doors and all my windows making sure they're shut because i think that there are um guys out to burgle me so if you're thinking about burgling me expect to be stabbed like with forks expect violence and to be stabbed with forks because that's what i'm at now i'm losing it so friday comes that's all good we're doing the radio I get there i'm sweating i'm stressed all right i've been all day friday stressing out um, I was flat out at work and then I had I came home my wife struggling big time with, with the, the two year old demon which anyone would like I struggle with her and I'm a fully able very strong sexy powerhouse athlete guy and I can't imagine how it must be for a, like a you know um, I could be careful to say here because she listens to this and will kill me um, but you know for a heavily pregnant aggressive lady you know can't be easy so got home thought i'll take my child to the park you know tire her out because i'm going out daddy's going to work on friday night you know he's going out to entertain the nation with silly stories shabbas and rave music you know so at that instant i i thought i'll do my bit i'll tire out i'll tire out the chill and then i'll go to work so that's fine at the park all good Letting her run around. She's getting tired. Time comes to go. I'm like, right, I need to bounce here to make it to the radio one time. So as we're heading, I just, as you do, see an old woman. You know, as a as a sort of a middle-aged man, I would say now, I'd see this old woman. And I'm not going to look at an old woman in her face and not say hello. You know, I'm sorry, I'm one of the old school. If I see someone that made eye contact, I'll say, you know, how you doing? If it's an afternoon, I'll say, good afternoon. Because it's a North Down thing to say. If it's the morning, I'll say, good morning. And I don't know why I go from morning to good morning. But anytime I walk past anybody, I go in, on a walk in the morning in North Down. I can tell you, I'll be going for a walk after this. And when I, any person I see, I'll be looking at them saying, good morning. Now, I know as a boy town co-host, I should be saying, good morning. But that's not how we fly on the Gold Coast. It's morning. And you need to really mean it. You need to say it from the back of your throat and your nose. Now, how do you combine that? From saying, rather than just a simple good morning, you go, good morning. That's coming from the back of your throat and your bloody nose. That's the North Down accent. Forget Irish. Forget Ulster Scotch. Scotch. Scots. You need to be speaking North Down. And that's just whenever you twist your nose on the back of your throat and you just say, ah, oh, good morning. Some day for it. Who knows what it is, but it is some day for it. Every day is a good day on the Gold Coast. So that's fine. I see this woman, I say, good afternoon. And then I notice she seems a wee bit in peril. And I'm saying, right, what's up? I said, are you all right? And she goes, I've lost my dog, Huggy. And I went, oh no, what is Huggy? And she goes, he's a shizu. And I went, a oh, shizu, like I got this. So I say, no worries. I give Holly to my sister and say, right, when stick her in the car 
I'm going to sort Huggy out for this lady. I'm going to be the hero that this lady needs, you know. And I mean, it'll take me, what, two minutes? I used to have a shit suit. I can look after him. So as I start chasing Huggy, I get to the top of the hill where he's at. And I find him. And he's just jumping at this car. Like, there's a woman, another old woman in this car. And there's a dog that looks suspiciously like Huggy in the car, barking at Huggy. Send the woman winds her window down. And I was like, are you all right there? And she goes, oh, no, that's Huggy. And I went, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking for Huggy. And she goes, oh, I'm that woman's sister. And the dog in the back is Huggy's sister. And I start getting confused. I'm starting to think, like, is this, like, something out of the film Us? Is there, like, a split world where the two are the same? I don't know. But anyway, the sister's trying to drive away. But Huggy's in about the wheels. So I try to do what I would do with my own dog and just try to chase him. Huggy's not having it. Huggy's off for trying to get into his sister to bark at her. And I go, right, okay. So I went to get him. And he's quite quick, so he's dancing about a bit. He's having some fun. I think, you know what, I left him bitten by Huggy. I go, you weak bastard. So then I try to get him again, bites me again. At this point, I'm saying to the sister, just like, I'm try- in my head, I'm trying to say to her, just on you go there, Huggy's away from the wheels, you know. Turn, go, drive away, you're sweet. But what comes out is, we just fucking, fucking go. Just fucking go, get the fuck out of here. I've got him subdued, get the fuck out of here. Nah! Ah! And then she drives away. I've got Huggy. I left Huggy. He fucking shuffles. I drop him. The car's going. He starts chasing after the car. I'm like, Huggy's going to get run over here. I've tried to help this old woman. And Huggy's going to get run over. So I see a man about to fall off my roof the day before. And then I'm going to watch a dog get driven over. It's too much stress. Eventually what happened was the old lady who I said good afternoon to. She had to walk up the hill herself at 104 years old or whatever she is. And she had to just subdue Huggy herself. So what I did was basically waste 20 minutes chasing a dog, get very sweaty, get very stressed trying to help an old lady who basically had to just do it herself anyway. By this stage, I'm really stressed. I'm driving home. I'm sweating. Holly starts screaming in the back. I'm like, Holly, shut up. Then Shane rings me to be like, are you going to be on time for the radio? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just going to be fine. Then I know where a car just pulls out from the park in the street with no indicators right in front of me. I lose my shit a bit. Next set of lights I get to. Green lights. I'm about to go through. Some man just decides to dander right in front of the car if they slam on the brakes. By this point, you know, I'm a second away from going, ah! Shane's on the phone to me. Still talking through his speakers. He's like, are you alright, mate? And I was like, yes, I am sweet. So he's shouting at me through his speakers and trying to pay attention. The child starts screaming. I just shout, shut up! Like Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. And then the phone line goes dead. So... Not only that is, I'm late for the radio, I'm stressed out, Shane now thinks, I'm going to kill somebody. It wasn't a good time, so I got home, had a shower, because it was dirty, but then as you know, you have a shower and you're already hot, you're going to sweat more. So I had a shower, quick shower, kissed the wife, kissed the chick, went to work, sweated the whole way up in the car, got the BBC, sweated as I went through reception. Oh, I got up to the studio, sweated, sweated, sweated. Did the whole radio show, sweated, drove home, sweated, got home to my house, kept on sweating, went to bed, sweating, woke up on Saturday, 10 out of 10 headache, because I probably just sweated all night and took on no hydration. And then, didn't eat, drink a lot of water on Saturday, and drank six pints, and a brandy and coke. And now, I'm really hungover.
Support for the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, I'm a hairy bear. You know, I am a man who's coated in hair. My hair is soft to touch. It's conditioned, not intentionally, but whenever the conditioner runs from the hair on my head down on the hair on my body, it inevitably gets soft. So if you're sleeping with me, you know, like my wife can testify for, it's not like sleeping beside a wild boar. It's like sleeping beside a big soft teddy bear. You know, she often strokes my back whenever she's going to sleep because I just am exactly like the teddy bear she went to sleep with as a child. And it's hard to keep that body hair trim. It's hard to keep it looking tight. It's hard to keep it looking sexy. But thankfully now, Manscaped have come up with a tool to sort that out. They've created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Now, yes, I shave my back with it. But body is skin and skin is body. The new improved Lawnmower 3.0 is a third generation trimmer that features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Now it's premium gear, I'll be honest, I got it. I had a bush, I trimmed my bush. it, It is premium. I trimmed the bush, I trimmed the base pubes, I trimmed the awkward bits to get, you know, as the ball meets the taint, which is in the name of my memoirs that are going to be released in 2021, as the balls meet the taint. And it took it all. It took it all. didn't snag at all. Now, listen, my bag's not as taut as it used to be. You know, when I was a young whippersnapper, I'm talking 15, 14, 15, I had a very taut scrotum and very straight, almost salon straightened pubic hair like it would be weird as a 14 or 15 year old to go to a salon and have your pubic hair straightened but that's what it was like when I was a young whippersnapper at top balls I had very 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 straight pubes now I'm an older man my balls started to sag a bit my pubes have started to curl I got worried that using a regular razor I would basically eviscerate my scrotum but now thankfully to Manscaped it doesn't happen it doesn't at all the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof, so like I did myself, I shaved myself in the shower. The battery life's up to 90 minutes, so you can make an evening of it. You know, you can light the candles, you can get romantic, you can stick George Michael on the wireless, and you can shave your pubes in the shower. Or ultimately, if you don't want to get in the shower and you want to do it dry, you can do it dry too, but you have the option as it is waterproof. And one of the coolest features of the Lawnmower 3.0 is the LED light, so if you want... You can just like shine a light on your balls and dick. And I mean, sometimes, you know, if you've got an impressive piece, you need to put a super trooper on it. You can do that with the Lawnmower 3.0. Comes with its own charging stand as well. So if you're proud to show people that, you know, you've got a pretty, pretty neat balls and, and pube area, you can present it like a trophy. Also helps if you're bringing, you know, dates back. So say you've met somebody on, you know, that app that rhymes with Judge Rinder or you know, depending on how you pronounce it, Judge Rinder, you know, you can put that pride of place in your house so when they come back to your house, they know what they're dealing with. They know they're not going to be coughing up hairballs, if you know what I mean, whenever they're munching down a little bit of a salami salad. Okay, so get it. And to get 20% off and free shipping, you use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's all capital letters, SLYGUY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Your partner will thank you. Your The person you're having an affair with will thank you. Your mum, your dad, they will thank you. And above all else, the NHS will thank you because you're not going to be turning up 
to the A&E with your balls in a jug. You know, you're not going to be turning up the A&E with your balls out of your scrotum. You know, it's not going to happen like that. Your balls are supposed to be inside your scrotum. Your balls are not like a shark's stomach. They shouldn't be outside of the body. They should be inside. So if you want to get 20% off and free shipping, use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code, all in capitals, SLYGUY. Don't snag your bag, please. The Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you, as always, in association with Modest Beer. Modest, they're, they're not there yet. They're on a journey with one clear goal in mind, to bring you exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. Listen, they're not here to try and revolutionise or preach or do anything like that. They just want to bring you a brand that's joyous, responsible, honest and modest. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or visit their website at www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. Modest is popping off. I've seen you guys putting posts on social media when you're drinking a tin of Modest. I recommend it. Hashtag would recommend. If you're drinking a tin of Modest and you heard about it in this podcast, tag me, tag Modest, get it on Instagram. I'll reshare them all out because we are sly and we are Modest. Guys, I've been talking shit for a long time. For a man with a hangover, I'm going to try and blast through these questions because this week you've delivered. You gave 150 questions. And again, I had to just whittle them back. But it's what I want. You know, it's what I want is to hear from you guys. And Johnny Bose come up with a question. What's the worst thing you've ever done while drunk? Um... Actually murdered four fellas. No, um, the worst thing, I mean, I'm not normally a bad drunk. There's obviously things I've done when I'm drunk that the next day I've gone, oh no, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why are my clothes off? Oh no. Um, but in terms of actually bad things, probably the worst was um, I once got in a big fight with one of my mate's girlfriends because... Um, I don't know why, because I think, listen, I was 10 out of 10 blitzed and went to their house, they were having a house party for her birthday and then he was drinking Buckfast, which she blamed for on me for making him do and I was like, hey, I didn't, he did it himself. And then she started being really sly, then um, he thought it would be a good idea to just make her drink Buckfast, so he held her arms and I sort of tried to make her drink Buckfast, which, you know, in hindsight, sly. But then, obviously, as soon as she was like, I don't want that, we were like, right, we're not going to do that because, listen, boundaries. And after that, then her friends started shouting at me for bringing Buckfast to the party, which I didn't, you know, and then we ended up having a big argument. I was being very mature. I was like, right, fuck you guys. I'm going home. Also, I hate you all, and I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so, um, I was fine. Obviously, that was just all for dramatic effect, and I was never going to do that. But it turns out that I am very much a morning man, as you all know. I'm the morning man. And I went home, and normally I'm awake most days, 7am. Now, this is probably about 10 years ago this happened. Even back then, I was a morning man. So I ended up sleeping in till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is very unlike me. But whenever you know my morning uh, routine is get up about 7, you know, you'd expect to hear from me by 2. So as I left the party, I told everyone I was going to kill myself. They thought... He's done it. Um, so it was pretty bad to get up to and then try to deal with that and be like, oh, you said you were going to kill yourself. I'm like, nah, I obviously wouldn't. That's just a phrase that I use when I'm being very dramatic. 
and they're like, "All oh, right, okay, well, that's pretty bad." So that was, pre- you know, that was probably the worst thing. Having all my friends thinking that I killed myself basically over them, which is even slyer. You know, it's bad enough if you had done it, but if you're like, "It's all your fault," I gotta do it because of you. You know, I should point out for reference earlier in the night. Um, I'd been to the Belfast Continental Market. I drank like six or seven steins. Then I'd gone into a party in Cafe Vaudeville where it was free drink. I got given a pint of uh, Guinness, which I didn't want. Um, so whenever I got given the pint, I just took it out of the, the server's hand and dropped it in the ground. Very mature behaviour, but that was where I was at before I'd hit their party and before I drank Buckfast. So... Yeah, that would be the level of drunk I was. And I do want to point out, I don't drink very much. It's not a reason, uh, not because of my behaviour, but I just don't like hangovers, you know. And I always have stuff to do, that's the problem. I always have stuff to do, so if I have a hangover, I can't do my stuff, you know. And today I'm going to have to do stuff with a hangover and it sucks, but that was the worst thing I probably have ever done. I've had plenty of regrettable things I've done when I'm drunk and I've woke up and been like, oh no, I've done that, but that's probably the worst moment. Violin Mick said, Dave, I'm angry. Yourself, ourselves, the ninjas, and so many great artists and performers have lost the opportunity to perform at Stent Hall this year, even though the folks organising it did literally everything they could to ensure that it was a safe event to attend. Who do we need to punish for not being allowed to do what we love? Scumbags not being sensible in pubs and at street parties, or the government for encouraging everyone to visit restaurants and bars with the promise of 50% off side order of reheated fries or a rustler's burger up the big lads up the sly guys and fuck the tories now i just want to point out that is a political statement violin mick has made or boy mcconnell not me you know if you're a conservative party um candidate and you listen to the podcast if you're a member of the conservative party i'm sorry you know i welcome all i welcome labor conservative scottish national and monster raven looney party everyone is allowed to listen to my podcast and if you want to sponsor the podcast hey tories Come at me, I'll take your dough and I'll, and I'll rep, you know, obviously. Um, but yes, Deadpool's been cancelled for next weekend, and I hate it. I've been very, very excited about getting back and doing stand-up, and that's now being taken away, which is annoying. Now, I'm not going to be one of these guys, because there's been some guys that you see on social media, they do a gig back, and they're all putting statuses up, like they're fucking Dave Chappelle. Oh, I'm back, baby. Like... These fuckers didn't even know you're away, you know. Oh, we back. Like, people are going to pop. Nah, fuck that. Go and do your job, you know. Go and do your job and be good at it. Don't have to post stupid shit. Now, when I do my first gig, am I going to put a picture up? Yes. But I'm not going to put anything like, I'm back, we back, get up, yo. Like, because other things are more important than a guy standing on stage with a microphone talking shit about his willy. You know what I mean? So, but I'm very disappointed at that. And I actually had another gig booked for after that. But it's still going ahead, thankfully. And listen, on the bright side, Stand Hall is a really fun festival. I always enjoy doing it. I always look forward to it. Um, but the gig I'm doing after is more money. So hey, hey ho, let's go. Every cloud. Um, but yeah, it's really disappointing for that. And as I said earlier, hopefully I'll have some news on Pugs getting back within the next couple of weeks and um, we'll hear it on Monday so I'm very excited about that Dave Shaw said hello Papa Bear spent the day up the north coast this week at some popular spots in the sunshine I know you love to recommend slash not recommend so I thought I'd ask for your thoughts for spots in NI mine for the re- for the record I said the record no mine for the record are Port Stewart Strand excellent beach hashtag would recommend dark hedges some okay trees 
would not recommend. I'm going to say, Dave, I disagree with you a bit. Now, Port Stewart Strand, fantastic. Also, National Trust, ticks a lot of boxes, would recommend. I agree with that thoroughly. It's a fantastic beach. Um, the Dark Hedges, I have a couple of thoughts on that. They're nice to see. The first time I saw them, I thought they were very cool. There was a lot of people at them, a bit boring. Now, I went to a family weekend a couple of, would it have been a couple of years ago? Yeah, it would have been a couple of years ago. Because, yeah, it was just, I just opened uh, for John Bishop, obviously, because it's what I do. And then had to drive up after the gig to the North Coast to this family weekend. I took a wrong turn and ended up driving through the Dark Hedges at night time with the lights on and it was very nice it was like oh whoa this is one of the coolest things ever so after that moment and it was an accident i didn't mean to go through it but i loved it so i'm going to say that i do enjoy the dark hedges um but in northern ireland where to recommend i'm a north coast guy you know i do like it a lot in terms of of restaurants and stuff i'd say amici in the north coast in port stewart's probably one of my favorite restaurants really nice italian food there very uh, enjoyable Obviously, um, I quite like the Kiwi Bar in Port Port Rush as well. It's always quite quiet and casual. I like to go in there. Went to the North Coast. Um, get a really killer cheese sandwich up at the, at a van called Mini Maiden, which is just beside the Giants Causeway. Would recommend that. Again, it's a sheep place, so a lot of sheep go there and stand in queues for hours. If I see a queue, I just go nah, fuck that. I'll go elsewhere. But when you do get the end of queue, it's very tasty, very sexy but yeah i do enjoy the north coast that's one of my life ambitions is to have property up the north coast so i can take my morning walk up the north coast and see people and they'll be like well hey sir how are you and i'll go morning you know so i can bring the nd to the nc um Keithy Mac, how many people were spear tackled on your trip to the beach rip to the unsocial distancers you know what too many people being too close together is a problem. We're, we're too back to normal. Whenever we went out for uh, dinner last night, we were quite spaced out. That was fair enough. That's because I had ate a whole bag of mushrooms. But as well as that, we were, you know, quite distanced away from people, which was good. Then we went to the bar afterwards, the Boneyard, which again, nothing to do with the fact that I run a comedy club out of the, the, the sister bar, Pugs. But it's a class space. For these times, it's 10 out of 10. Really good. The, the Clover group that are behind the, those bars, Pugs, the Boneyard, White's Tavern, the Fountain Bar, Henry's, the Jailhouse, all those ones. They're unbelievable. They're like the most one of the most professional outfits I've ever worked with. And the Boneyard was fantastic. There was a few idiot people. Like we were in a real nice, like, they've got these like uh, storage containers that they've like seating in now. So you can be in there. There's six of us in there and we were all spaced out. It was nice. Then this guy just fucking kept walking into our wee area and we're, and we're like, right, okay, man, what are you doing? And he's sitting beside us. No, I'm like, I don't know where this guy's been. You know, he looked very like he was made um, by, you know, cross-pollination of his, his mother and her brother. You know, that's the kind of look he had. So I didn't, you know, and when he spoke, he was spitting. I didn't like that. So I was like, here, guy, do you want to leave? My mate actually said to him, he's like, here, mate, do you watch the news at all? Do you know you shouldn't actually be here? Would you mind, you know, slightly fucking off and then he eventually went but yeah people are being stupid people aren't and like even with masks anytime i'm in the shop i'll fire a mask on you know these people oh it's freedom of speech is muslin hope you get coronavirus you know if you're not going to be willing to just pop a mask on to nip in and get a loaf of bread get corona you know um so i, I do think that there's definitely a bit of worry there but at the same time all the messages we're getting from government are very um 
they're very mixed, you know, they are very mixed and it's hard to know without leadership. But I would just say to people, as a leader of the people myself, I just say, listen, do take the precautions yourself, keep washing hands, keep sanitizing, cover your face where you can in public and just keep distance. You know what I mean? That's all we can do, people. Nathan Concilia, Davey, here's a topic. How bad do you think we're going to... Uh, to be fucked with extra tax next year to pay for all this corona shit. Is that too grim? I don't know. Tell me your favourite pasta shape or something. Um, I don't know. My favourite pasta shape. Uh, are they the wee bows? I don't know the actual name for them. But I love the wee bows. But yeah, extra, extra tax is just going to be one of those things. I hopefully will not be too fucked. But yeah, I always hate paying tax. You know off my comedy. You know, it's always the worst part. Because I have to, everything I do, I have to save up in an account and I don't know how much tax I'm going to have to pay at the end until I go to my accountant that's just fucking stressful now people are probably like oh you use a Sage account listen I have a guy who just does it all for me and he get, yeah, he gets paid exorbitant amounts doesn't matter it does a job so yeah I'm, I'm worried about tax to be totally honest and at all my savings are probably going to have to go to it but hey is what it is John Joe has said, certainly hope Daddy Bear is wetting the whistle with some of North Down's finest local modest nectar. Absolutely. Um, I'm wanting an insight into David Shoelio's opinions on the best Irish dish. Are you an Ulster fry man? Maybe a good Irish stew or just a good pack of potato and two rounds of bread and butter? Um, you know what? I am probably an Ulster fry man. Um, I do enjoy good Ulster fry, but I'm not. I'm, this is where I, I'm a bit controversial. I'm not wild on the Ulster fry breads. I don't like a soda bread too much. It's too to me. It's too like, you know, too sort of powdery or something. I just don't like it. I like a potato bread, but I'd rather substitute a soda bread for a bit of toast. And I know that's sacrilegious in some quarters, but you know it is what it is. But I do love an Irish stew, and that's one of the recipes your boy's very good at when it comes in these cold winter months, which it. So far, it's been every single month this year. I would have some stew. Actually, you've got me a little bit hungry and ready for for some stew today. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm just massively hungover, which leads actually nicely into Ruth's question. What's your best hangover cure? Asking for a friend. Well, Ruth, I hope you're not hungover because I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy right now. As I am struggling, I'm actually feeling now that I need a Rennie. Um. So that's definitely going to be my next move when I finish recording this podcast is get a Rennie into me and then try and, you know, just see out the day, basically. But if you're talking about my best hangover cure, it's going to be, if I'm struggling, I have to get a Subway. That's just about it. I have to get a Subway, a bottle of either Mountain Dew from Subway or a Lucasade, get a footlong uh, Italian herb and cheese, bacon, and chicken ranch, I said that in the wrong order, but same ingredients, doesn't matter, then I get extra regular cheese on it, I get lettuce, I get onions, I get southwest sauce, but I only get a line of southwest sauce, because sometimes they put too much on, and it's just soaking wet, and it's gross, and just like, just have a line of it, you know, that does the trick, get some cheesy Doritos, get back to your house, get that India, sometimes if we're doing the wee deal, get a few cookies, and then share it with your family, don't eat three cookies, that's just too much, and then, you know, try and get some sea air, Try to go somewhere where there's a bit of an ocean and just breathe that that air in. You know, I like to take myself down to the Gold Coast Bay. You know, I like to breathe the sea air of where the Gold Coast meets the sea. You know, God's country. And I like to just 
recover there, you know. Today I'm going to say I'm going to be back on my exercise bike, come hell or high water, because I'm, I'm trying to be a good boy again. I lost a bit of weight this week. I'm feeling better for it, albeit I feel like I want to die right now. But yeah, so just get a bit of fresh air, get a subway into you, get some Lucozade, and get some fresh air. I mean, I think I could almost be a qualified GP with that advice. Jordan John- Jordan Johnson, what's your thoughts on hummus? Big fan of hummus. Um, if you're using eating hummus, the best thing to eat it with is a baguette. You know, people are going to go, oh, I like celery and carrots. Those people are full liars. Get yourself a big baguette. Get it on a cheat day. Get calorific and go for it. Um, Kara Stoke has said, did the Lord of North Down finally lay down the law to result in TransLink no longer issuing tickets to Helens Bay and Crawfordsburn? Listen, Karis, you know me. I phone the police. You know, I report people. And, I mean, I think what they did there was try to appease the fact that they just let a man shit in the street and not arrest him. So, um, to try to improve things for me, they just cut off all travel links into my kingdom. You know, I said, listen, if we're going to have riffraff shitting on the street, no more getting in. And, like, I do have a family that live in Crawfordsburn, and they walk the dog. And by family, I mean my parents. And they walk the dog down that beach. And it's a, it's an absolute bloody disgrace, the state that some people leave that beach in. And there should be there should be police there. And they should have tasers. They should have, in fact, I'm not going to say, no, they should have They should have guns if they need them, you know, but they definitely should have tasers and plastic bullets and water cannons. And if people drop a packet, an empty packet of Tato and a tin of Vimto, water cannon to the face, close range, is fair. Then arrest, put in prison, 10 years, minimum sentence, for uh rubbishing the Gold Coast. That is something that I do feel strongly about. I think if you're going to go anywhere for a picnic or you're eating food, just there's so many bins around. Just pick it up. Don't be a dirty bastard. And I think if you're there and you see people, you should challenge them. Go pick that up, you fucking dirty tramp. Or Dave Elliott's going to report you to the police and you'll end up in prison. Joke Dempster said, Hi, Papa Bear. Uh, seen you in Pizza Punks this evening, but didn't speak because I was starstruck, to say the least. How was the meal? Also, what's your favourite food, go-to food? Sorry this message doesn't read well, but I'm tackling the pizza at the moment. Hey, Dempster, were you one of the guys that shouted hello at me? If you weren't, respect. Um, but if you were, also respect, because it's all love, baby. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy my meal. Pizza Punks is a good spot. You know, did enjoy the drinks that we had afterwards. But yeah, Pizza Punks was a good spot. And the meal was nice. I had, you make your own pizza, so I had tomato I had tomato sauce, I had mozzarella cheese, then on top I had some chorizo, some chicken, some sweet corn, some pepper, a bit of macaroni and cheese, and it was very nice. Um, and yes, Dempster, I hope you enjoyed your pizza. Listen, if you guys, if you see me out and about, as long as you're sound, say hello. If you're one of those trolls that used to abuse me, you know, I'll, I'll punch you in your face and report you to the police afterwards and make a false statement that you started it. But... If you're sound, if you're sly podcast listeners, you know, come at me. We'll all embrace. Well, I'll probably elbow you because, you know, you can't hug and shit at the minute. But, yeah, hope you enjoyed your food. I really enjoyed mine. And, hey, Dempster, it read sound enough. Hope you had a good night, friend. Andy Lee has said, with the arrival of number two getting closer, all the best to Catherine plus yourself and Holly for that. Well, it didn't really have anything to do with Holly. It was more me and, me and my dearest wife. Um, and your previous statements of how... Well, how you have to earn your title of favourite child? What would be the most epic way child number two could earn that title? And what would the reward be 
for that. Well, you know what? Child number two needs to come and step up. I want them to fight. It needs to be like the Hound versus the Mountain in Game of Thrones. And albeit that ended up with both characters dying, spoiler alert, but still, you know, it's the effort that counts. I'm going to instill that in the kid. The effort that counts. Basically, what you need to do to be my favourite child is just do what you're told. You know, just behave, be sensible, be sound. You know, my two-year-old at the minute, I love her more than anything in the world, but at the same time, she's also the biggest prick I know. So, I mean, it's it's hard to balance. But if baby number two comes along and doesn't waken baby number one and is sound and doesn't cry all the time, you know, it'll probably be all right. But again, I do find automatically baby number two is under pressure to be as, as you know, as a, be the favourite child because number one's already set, set up the stall. So number two has to come in and make an effort. Albeit, I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't, until it's born, haven't really been able to get involved in the in the, the process as much this time because of coronavirus, not being able to get the scans, not feeling almost like, I know it's real because I can see my wife getting bigger and it, she looks pregnant, pregnant now, you know, and, and you know there's a wee baby in there and it's exciting. But with Holly, I was able to go to all the scans. I was able to kind of, you know, be excited and no other things in my mind at the time to deal with because she was just it whereas now i've already got it got a two-year-old to look after so i'm already doing things and just i just hope when this one's born i get to spend loads of time with it you know and we really bond off the bat because i'm very excited of course i'm going to love it but it needs to not be a prick christopher smith said top three condiments in descending order Mm. that's tough i'm just going to go sauces here third barbecue sauce second red sauce first baconese which is like something I just discovered recently. It's like some kind of sauce, like like some sort of like southern barbecue slash bacon mayonnaise sauce. Jesus in heaven. If I wasn't on a diet, I'd eat that shit every day. And not even if I wasn't on a diet, I probably shouldn't eat it every day because it'll clog my arteries. But my God, baconese, I absolutely reckon, recommend you trying it. Very tasty. LMJ, Dave the Rave, all good, lad? Yes, sir. If you were allowed to do a world tour right now and could take one support act, who would it be and why? Bear in mind you'll be with this person all day, every day during the tour, which lasts nine months. Whoa. Um, I mean, Aaron Butler, there's the, there's the answer. You know, Aaron Butler uh, did support for me on my last tour. And I also had James McKegney with me on my last tour as well for a couple of dates. And either one of the two of them. But I would say Butler because he's um, one of my best friends also. He's a superb comedian. He did a great job. And... Yeah, I would have him with me. And here's my daughter back on, though. Coming in, say hello. Come on. Here we go. Oh, door bang. No respect for daddy's job here. Right, come and give us a hug. Come on. Uh, hello, where have you been? Where have you been? At Nanny and Papa's. Did you have a nice time? What did you do? Bouncy Castle. You went to the Bouncy Castle? Was it good fun? And where's Mummy? In the house. She's in the house? And my flowers. She's getting what? My flowers. Your flowers? Going to pasta. You're getting older, you fall and hurt your knee? We want pasta. You want pasta? Oh wow, you cut your knee, what happened there? I fell over. You fell over? Oh no, did you cry? Uh, Oh no. Do you want a big hug? There you go. That's it. Um, so yeah, Aaron Butler, take on tour. And last question of the day is Gareth Jordan. Do you want to help me with these questions, Holly? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Gareth Jordan said, just started listening to your podcast a week or so ago. What sort of things... You want my earphones on? Okay. Okay, you can put them on. 
What sort of things do you see happening over the next 10 to 15 years in day-to-day life? Honestly, mate, thank you for starting to listen to the podcast. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, Hopefully you will be a a regular listener now and are not fed up already. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 to 15 years. I wouldn't have anticipated the year that we've had this year. So, I mean, it's hard to know. I'm hoping... um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I hope that it's it's going to maybe get back to normal. But I honestly don't know. It's frightening a bit. But at the same time, I'm just trying to, you know, look to the positive. Shane. You think you're chatting to Shane? Oh, no, no. Thankfully, Shane's not there. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. But what I do know is in the next 10 to 15 man. years, this podcast will Simon. be carrying on. You want to watch Simon? I'm going to have to go and watch Simon now with my child. So again, guys, thanks very much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, rate and review the podcast. I'll read it out on the podcast. If you want to spread the word, recommend the podcast to people, that'll be great. Share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'll reshare them. Helps get the word out of the podcast. Helps this podcast hopefully go from being Northern Ireland's most underrated podcast to soon one day being one of the best you know which it already is but more people will hear it so guys enjoy that go to manscaped.com it's the last week of the trial sponsorship if you haven't already get yourself some I gear using the code slyguy all I caps you can't do it I do it can you say slyguy slyguy good girl right that's the end of this week's slyguy podcast um, get on manscaped all I caps I do it okay I'll fix it for you all caps slyguy Get yourself some discount, rate and review, recommend the podcast. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.